Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and give my podcast five stars. Also, follow me on all of my social media platforms. The Gratitude Chick for both Instagram and Facebook, Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Also, for all of my reading babes, check out the new reading merch on the website, www.bwmmerch.com. Welcome, welcome, (laughs) sorry, Um, welcome to your reading corner with the gratitude chick. Um, I'm laughing because I had literally, literally recorded like three minutes of this episode already, but then I looked and I'm recording on my iPad and I looked and my headphones were plugged in, so nothing was being recorded. And that's why I'm laughing because I'm like, if I hadn't looked, I would have done this entire episode with nothing being recorded. So sorry about that. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys know I rarely edit. So so, sorry about the the beginning of the video or excuse me, the the episode. We are reading still um, the book, Maximize Your Potential Through the Power of Your Subconscious Mind to create wealth and success by Dr. Joseph Murphy. And again, this book is pretty good, but it's not as good as the power of your subconscious mind, but it is really good because it gives specific techniques for what you're trying to seek to uh to do with wealth and, you know, success and things like that. So, if you're trying to advance in your career or start a new business, this is really a good book for you. Um just as a reminder, I do read with my own commentary and we are only on chapter two because the book, the the chapters are super long. So I'm going to try to push through, but I do offer my own commentary. I'm just going to try to not be as long winded. So let me stop now. Okay. So the chapter two is called realize your desire. Desire is the gift of God. Browning said, tis thou God who giveth tis I who receive. Desire pushes you. It is the gold of action. It is behind all progress. Desire for health, happiness, true true place, abundance, and security. All these are messengers of the infinite within you saying to you, come, come on up higher. I have need of you. Desire is behind all progress. It is the push of the life principle within you. It is due to desire that we jump out of the way of an oncoming bus. We do this because we have a basic desire to preserve our life. Farmers plant seed due to their desire to obtain food for themselves and their families. We build airplanes and spaceships due to our desire to collapse time and space and explore the world. Desire is the push of the infinite telling us something which, if accepted by us, will make our life happier. The greater the expected benefit from the desire, the stronger is our desire. Okay, I'm going to read that again. The greater the expected benefit from the desire, the stronger our desire. 
Where there is no expected benefit, gain, or advancement accruing, there is no desire. Consequently, no action is found. Failure to realize our desires to be, to do, and to have over a long period of time results in frustration and unhappiness. You are here to choose happiness, peace, prosperity, and all the blessings of life. And I I will agree with this because when I was working at my um, job that I always talk the most about, um, that last year I was very unhappy, very unhappy. And it's literally because I spoke into existence the fact that I wouldn't be there any longer. Just because it was, the job itself was okay to do. And it's, you know, something that I loved in the past, but I was becoming more and more unhappy and more and more unsettled because I know that I'm here to do something and I know that I have a gift, but how do I fulfill it? You know what I mean? So it was take it was me being taken out of that situation to go on the hunt to find what I'm supposed to do, find who I am to, you know, start that journey. And I think had I still, you know, stayed there, I would have continued to be unhappy. I never would have became the gratitude chick. And even though I did practice gratitude for that entire year of 2019, I really fell off because I was so busy. I was so stressed and I couldn't make myself be grateful. I just couldn't. So yeah, your desire enables you to say, this is good. Therefore, I choose it. However, this is negative. So I reject it. I wish I would have known that in 2019. But the good thing about God for me in my life is that he will push me when I decide to stay still in something that no longer serves me. And I was trying to make this, you know, this job a long-term job. And, you know, because my aunt had been working on her job for like 40 years. And I was just like, all right. (laughs) I'm an adult now. Let me, you know, make it 40 years or not. Of course, not 40 years, but you know what I mean. But I just feel that the time came for me to go. And if I'm really honest with myself, I should have spent the time that I was um, out recuperating from my surgery to look for jobs. And I had thought about it, but I was thinking to myself, how can I go on interviews when my stomach is all cut up? So that is the only reason why I went back, but I still should have applied and started interviewing even when I got, when I went back. But I, you know, I got back and I just got thrown into all the mess. And I really believe that the gastritis that came about, came about as a result of not only having the abdominal surgery, but because I wasn't able to fully heal in a way that was kind of conducive to my benefit, I believe that is the reason why, because anxiety and stress, they they sit in your gut. And I would, that, that entire year while trying to heal from abdominal surgery, I was stressed out, very stressed. And I think after I got laid off in October, that very next month is when I was diagnosed with this GI issue. 
So I definitely believe and I'm going to counsel you if you are at a job that you are beginning to hate. If you are at a job that is causing you too much stress. Take the time now to start applying. There are so many jobs out here. Go and find something else to do. These jobs do not care for you. These corporations, they will find someone else to take your place. So do not be afraid to go and find something better that does not have you this stressed out. So that is my my advice on that part. I'm going to keep reading. All choice implies the perception of something preferable over what is rejected. Yeah. The idea that some schools of thoughts have of annihilating and suppressing desire is disastrous in its consequences. If people succeeded in this, good and evil would be alike to them, for nothing has any power to raise any desire in them. They will become dead to all feeling and to all motive of action. Your desire means you choose one thing in preference to another. Where desire is extinguished, no such capacity to choose can exist. Thomas Troward, a late 19th century author of many mental and spiritual textbooks, spent a number of years in India. He pointed out that Indian devotees who, in pursuance of their resolve to crush out all desire for good and evil alike, became attenuated human forms, hopeless wrecks of what were once living beings. He noted that extinction of desire means apathy, no feeling, and no action. Desire is the cause of all feeling and all action and is the moving principle of the universe. Desire is the creative power. It must be channeled and directed wisely. Desire and its fulfillment take place in your mind. There are no evil desires in the true sense. You may misdirect or misinterpret the desire that wells up within you. For example, if you are poor, you desire wealth. If you are sick, you desire health. Health will be your savior. If you were in prison, freedom would be your savior. If you were dying of thirst in the desert, water would be your savior. The realization of your desire is your savior. You may desire love, companionship, or perhaps true place. The person who desires wealth may, in ignorance, fulfill that desire or urge by killing a banker or robbing a store. This is misdirection of the desire, and that person lands in jail charged with murder. More probably, the suppression of desire is good if the realization of that desire would cost us our integrity or is at the expense of others. A simple example, the desire for material wealth is good when gained or acquired honestly, serves us well, and provides for our children to be educated and our family to live well. But if the acquisition of this wealth becomes so important to us that we take time for nothing else, neglect our families, take advantage of others, and become the focal point of our existence, it is not the desire itself that is to blame, it's the, the, the corruption of the very meaning of abundance. When we accept that there is an infinite intelligence within us which created the universe and all things therein contained, it can fulfill our, all our desires and we overcome a sense of opposition and frustration. Our desire for food is legitimate and normal, but killing someone in order to get a loaf of bread breeds violence, opposition, guilt, and self-destruction. There is a power within us that will lift us up, set us on high, 
um, I'm sorry, set us on the high road to happiness, health, peace of mind, and the realization of our fondest dreams without depriving any other person of his blessings. Probably what most men and women are seeking is increase. It is the urge of God within them seeking full expression in all phases of their lives. When the farmer plants seeds in the ground and waters and nurtures it lovingly, God gives the increase in multiplying the crop a hundredfold or a thousandfold. Likewise, whatever you plant in your mind in the way of thought, feeling, and imagination is increased in manifestation. Increase means the multiplication of your good, the unfolding of your incipient thought or plan. If no action is initiated, obviously there can be no increase. You cannot do it alone. It is God who gives the increase. Listen, hear, hear me. And while I know a lot of you listening are not religious or believe in God or the Bible, some of you do, but I will say this as a Christian, the Bible tells me that it is, that it is God that gives us the power to get wealth. So him saying it is, it is God who gives us the increase, this is correct. And whether you believe in God or the cre- you know, call him the creator or whatever it is your name for him, recognize that it is not in and of yourself that gives you the increase. That is something you must recognize. It is God who gives the increase. Definitely. We plant ideas and thoughts. We nurture with our prayers and beliefs in God. And the result is our harvest of increase, our reward. In applying the analogy of planting, watering, and harvest, which is increase, we are utilizing one of the most basic, unchanging, dependable principles of the universe. Agricultural laws that stand forward the test of time. Our world is a wilderness or a desert. That might be made into a beautiful garden, a lush vineyard, a nourished field of wheat rich and fertile soil to be tilled, plants of beauty, sustenance to replace the brambles, weeds, or tares. The seed is God's miracle. Drop it in a furrowed place and it disappears. Provided with sufficient water, it dies. In its original form, gestates in the darkness of the soil and emerges multiplied 100 to 1,000 fold. If we were uh, to dig it up and examine it, it would not, we would not recognize it. So changed has it become. This is an exact, accurate, revealing process of the workings of the mind. It is the history and destiny of our thoughts and our desires to increase. An idea, a thought in the conscious, reasoning mind entertained regularly, habitually, and not contradicted or counteracted by one of the contrary or opposing nature is planted, deposited in the fertile soil of the deeper subconscious mind. It dies, gestates, develops in the deeper mind, is increased, multiplied to a lesser or greater degree, comes forth as our experiences. This is a perfect analogy. The degree of magnification is in accordance with the frequency of the mental occupation and intensity of emotion and imagination. This formula appears in the writing of ancient philosophers, the scriptures and the writings of other religions. If this process is so simple, people ask, 
why am I in such a mess? This is a reasonable question and it is as old as time. Things of the heart and mind are unseen and cannot be accurately, exactly described. For example, all recognize love when they meet it in any of its manifestations, but we cannot see it. Intelligence cannot be seen, only its results or functions. Joy, anger, hostility, rage are invisible. Only their effects are visible. Kindliness, compassion, cooperation cannot be seen. Truth can be presented only by comparisons, analogies, allegories, and parables, the oldest techniques of instruction known. When professors attempt to convey some idea of what happens inside an atom, neither they nor their students can actually see what is being explained. They must use a comparison such as electrons whirling around a nucleus, the same way planets whirl around the sun. Students then can see the light where only darkness had been before. So it is with the laws of increase. As the seed, the idea or thought is nurtured, meditated, and prayed about, the harvest, which is the reward, will be reaped. So let me say that again. As the seed, the seed again, which is the idea or thought, is nurtured, meditated, and prayed about, the harvest, which is the reward, will be reaped. Intelligent, creative source respond to your convictions your deep-seated, well-planted ideas and concepts. In your imagination, begin regularly to give thanks for increase. You'll find a change taking place, a movement of the heart. New ideas, contacts, opportunities appear, wonderfully constructive use of imaginative faculty. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Has anybody else thought about that? Using your imagination or even saying to yourself um just being thankful for increase that is deep i'm 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 let me write a mental note to talk about that okay let me see where i was in your mind you will hear something you admire congratulate you on your good fortune or good news if you are disappointed implant new ideas allow them to take root They will grow, prosper, and flourish. Otherwise, we're like the sower whose seed fell by the wayside and was devoured. Plant deep in your receptive heart these life-giving, soaring thoughts and ideations. Your harvest will be magnified. Meditate on love, health, abundance of all description, and talents you may not even know you have. Riches of the spirit of consciousness, including material abundance, can be yours. Now, um, this is one of the reasons why every Sunday I'm posting um, the affirmations because the goal here in 2022 is to change our mind, change our mindsets. If we want something better, we have to change our mind to get there. And in order to change our mind, we have to have affirming statements that go along with what we are trying to accomplish in our lives. So along with the affirmation that I am posting on Sundays, I do say, you know, go to, if you're in my group, Babes Who Manifest, go there. I post affirmations. Find one that you can connect with what the other affirmation as well to continue to train your mind. Saying these things um, three times in a row, nine times a day takes a few minutes. 
literally a few minutes. The time will pass anyway. Do it, guys. If you don't see it in the group, my TikTok is Babes Who Manifest as well. Go to my TikTok. I post uh, affirmations almost daily, and I just posted one, I want to say yesterday. And after I record today, I'm going to post again. So go and, and get you some affirmations that resonate with you. And along with the one I post on Sunday, get another one or two and, and say those as well. I say five. <laughs> Got five, guys. Five. I think it's five in total either. Yeah, five in total, I say. <clears throat> because these are things that I want in my life. And what I'm doing is every every time that I post the new affirmation, I switch up the affirmations that I say. Because what I want to do is feel the affirmations. I want to feel them. And when I stop feeling them, I stop saying them. So what I have realized is about once a week, it's time to switch. And that's what I'm doing. So I would definitely recommend this 2022 affirmation challenge. Because that's really what it is. Get to it, guys. Change your mindset. Back to reading. With God, all things are possible. Whatever the mind can conceive of exists in potential reality in the infinite mind. God has given us all things necessary for our lives on earth and abundance of anything required to enjoy fulfilling joyous accomplishments. Implant in the garden of your mind the seed, the concept of a generous, willing, guiding, protective deity, and that seed will be nourished with emotion, feeling, expectance of receiving and they will gestate in the depths of your being multiply and come forth into your world increased magnified multiplied beyond your fondest dreams and imagining of your heart and i agree with this i definitely agree with this when i am saying the affirmations i feel them and my thing is don't just say them to say them some people say you know, I've seen these videos on TikTok that say you don't have to believe it to 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 um to get it or to say it. That is incorrect. We manifest by our beliefs. So you must believe it. You must feel it. Feel the feeling of the wish fulfilled. You have to feel it. Neville Goddard himself said feeling is the secret. So feel that affirmation. And if you are saying something in a repetitive manner where you are not feeling, you are not connected to what you're saying. That's why I say, t- see, when you see an affirmation, if it resonates with you, use it. If it does not, pass it by. Pass it by. Because that is a waste of your time to say something that you cannot connect to. You need uh, affirmations that you can connect to. That you can feel when you say it. You want to feel the tingles. You want to feel the prickles. You want to feel your vibes getting higher. That is what you want to feel. So this is, this is definitely, I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent. Let me, let me go back to reading. A man who was broke, out of work, and frightfully frustrated came to one of my lectures some time ago and listened to my discourse on the power of the subconscious mind. He went home and applied it. He had never heard a lecture on the mind, but he said, this makes sense. 
He made a list of three things he wanted. You might call them material, but they were his needs and he was entitled to them. First was to get a job. Without income from a job, there was no possibility of achieving his desires. Next was an automobile. Isn't it a spiritual idea outside your door? Supposing all the motors in the world were destroyed by some holocaust. An engineer could draw in a new design and manufacture more cars. Where do you suppose the automobile is? Isn't it in the mind of the engineer? Absolutely. Every single thing you look at came out of the invisible human mind or the invisible mind of the infinite. That's where wealth is and health and everything else. If you look at your phone, I have, I'm have i reading on a Kindle, recording on an iPad with my iPhone right next to me. All of these, before they became tangible items, was a thought in someone's mind. Think about that. So the items on the list for this man were true, were true place, a job, an automobile, and all the money he needed. He chose these concrete things to see if his thoughts were things. He wanted to prove to himself that the idea of the thing was the thing itself. I said in the lecture that the idea was the reality back of the form, just like the idea of a book that I am writing. Where is it? It's in my own mind, isn't it? He established a definite method of working and practiced it conscientiously every day, sticking to it long enough to give it a fair chance. This man knew that you do not learn to swim after one or two attempts. And this is true, guys. Just because you start your affirmations doesn't mean give up in a couple days. I am on week two of these affirmations. And what I can say without a doubt within the first week is that what has changed in my life is the negative self-talk has gotten lower. I don't hear it as much as before. And not only that, if I do hear it, I have so many affirmations running through my mind that if I do hear it, I have something ready to combat it. And it goes away. That is only within one week. Imagine what will happen this time next year. Imagine just imagine guys the time will pass anyway get on it okay I forgot where I was let's see this man knew that you do not learn to swim after one or two attempts he prayed for true place as follows I know infinite intelligence sorry responds to me it is now revealing my true talents to me I am aware of my hidden talents I am receiving a wonderful income. I know the idea of true place and its manifestation are one in divine mind. I follow the lead that comes into my conscious reasoning mind. It's impossible for me to miss it. It comes clearly, distinctly, and I recognize it. Within two weeks from the day his experiment began, he signed a contract for a job in San Francisco. He gave thanks and rejoiced in the law of his own mind. Then he went on to the next objective, a new car. He didn't have the money to buy it, he said to me. I know I have the idea of a car. It is real and I am going to remain faithful to it. It must manifest. He won a car in a raffle. 
if he had the money, I'm sure he'd go out and buy a car, but he won it in a raffle. What difference does it make how you get it? He didn't steal it. Now he knew the secret of the subconscious, that if he identified himself mentally and emotionally with the idea, the subconscious would bring it to pass. He was very thankful. The next request was more wealth. Each morning and evening during his uh, prayer period, he gave thanks for God's riches circulating in his life, claiming that his idea of wealth was fulfilled. He fell in love with the... (laughs) He fell in love with a wealthy widow in San Francisco and she financed his new business. This man established a definite method of working, claiming each of his desires as already fulfilled. He claimed each one separately, but all at the same time during his morning and evening meditative uh, period. That is so funny to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you think about wanting wealth, it never never dawned on me that (coughs) sometimes getting that wealth is by marrying someone. That didn't dawn on me at all. So now I got to go back to the drawing board. (laughs) Okay. If you pray like the above mentioned man, and if no improvement at all shows itself within a couple of weeks, drop that method and adopt a new one. Remember, there is an answer that is as certain as the rising of the sun. And exactly, that is exactly what I'm trying to say to you with affirmations if the affirmation does not resonate with you stop it stop it stop it that's a waste of your time a young lad who works at the radio station where i broadcast told me that he decreed that his subconscious mind would reveal to him the perfect plan for going to the annual convention of an organization to which he belonged he prayed about meditated about and shortly the way opened up and he was invited there with all expenses paid Also last year, he decreed that infinite intelligence in his subconscious would reveal the perfect plan for a trip to Europe, visiting many, many countries, and the way opened up and relatives paid all his expenses. He knows how to use the deeper mind, yet he is not working. He didn't have a cent in his pocket, but the way opened up and the deeper mind responded. You don't have to steal anything. You have the unqualified capacity within you to go to that limited storehouse within you. Claim what you want, fill it, rejoice it, and it will come to pass. Cultivate simplicity and spontaneity, knowing that whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. And I said it like that because if you run into those TikToks that say you don't have to believe, shut it down. Do not believe that. As like this says, cultivate simplicity and spontaneity, knowing that whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Decide now that you can do what, what you long to do, that you can be what you long to be. No enlightened person today believes that a cruel fate condemns us to poverty, sickness, misery, or suffering. That's jungle belief. I don't know what that means. That's nonsense. It's stupid beyond words. Some people believe it is wrong to desire. Is it really acceptable to acknowledge our desire to live a better life than we now have? Or is it all right to long for more to progress and prosper when there is so much suffering in the world? 
There are These are perfectly legitimate questions, which must be resolved once and for all, if we hope for lasting, permanent change. In the puritanical repressive belief system of some religious people, there is a deep-seated belief or perhaps a lingering suspicion that it is wrong to desire. I agree with this. I agree. As a person raised in the church, that has been, it may not have been blatantly stated, do not desire, but it has been definitely cultivated. Definitely. Definitely cultivated to the point where you've been told, be careful what you ask for. So, yeah. If you have been victimized by this attitude, it is time to evolve out of it. Take the cover off of doubt and spiritual darkness ignorance of a generous universe the god presence is the infinite life principle within you that always seeks to heal you its tendency is to restore you its tendency also is to illumine your pathway there is nothing holding you in mediocrity or ill health or in a miserable condition but your own thoughts and false beliefs come out of the prison of fear want and loneliness Cease thinking that God is is an old man up in the sky with whiskers. God is the infinite presence, infinite power, and infinite intelligence within you, which watches over you when you are sound asleep, digests your food, and answers you if you say, I want to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. He wakes you up, doesn't he? Realize the infinite healing presence is within you. It can restore you. It is blasphemy to say that God is punishing you. It's gross ignorance. Ignorance is the only sin in this universe and all punishment, misery, and suffering are the consequence of ignorance. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> that sin is, that ignorance is the only sin in the universe. Um, yeah, I don't really agree with that. Um, your mind and body are one. In the field of psychosomatic medicine, they realize it is impossible to tell where the mind begins and the body ends. Research work today reveals that hidden underlying causes of physical maladies lie in the tangled depths of the mind, in frustrated rages and baffled desires, jealousies, and anxieties. It is silly to blame an infinite being for troubles when we bring them on ourselves by our wrong thinking. And I say this, now that I've realized this and believe it to be true, I say this and people become so offended by me when I say this because they don't, they feel, they really don't realize that their own wrong thinking causes the the majority of the things that happen to them in their lives. And if they just shift their mindset shift their thinking, they would have a different experience. They don't believe, they don't agree, yet it is the truth. And when I say this, you you have to be careful of people who you say this to because there are people who will receive and people who won't. And I have to be honest, I have been on the side of being the person who won't receive it. You know, when I first heard this, I was like, blasphemy. (laughs) This is a lie from the pits of hell. But it is the truth. It is the truth. It is the truth. And because I can pinpoint in my mind the things that I thought to bring about the life that I lived, I know it's the truth. 
So, and, and I charge you, if you're a person that is really offended by what I just read and the fact that I actually do believe this, go back in your mind. I know that you can pinpoint thoughts and then follow the trail to the actions as a result of the thoughts that you thought. I know that you can because I've done it. Anyway, if you use the principle of electricity ignorantly, you'll get into trouble, won't you? You can use water to drown a child, but water isn't evil. You can make an electric mine and blow up people, but electricity isn't evil. You can fry an egg with it. How do you use it? The principles of life are not evil. It depends how we use them. What's our motivation? You can use the power of your subconscious negatively or constructively. A young woman said to me that all she desired was wisdom. That is the overall desire of everyone, but our terminology is not the same. When you have wisdom, you are expressing yourself fully here and now. An automobile is a spiritual idea in front of your door. A ham sandwich when you are hungry is an answer to your prayer and is spiritual also. If you sing well on the stage, it is just as spiritual as singing the hymns in the choir. The worker who repairs the roof of your house is performing spiritual labor just as well as the minister, priest, mullah, or rabbi who may be reading a text from the Bible or Quran or broadcasting a sermon. Realize that the spirit and body are one. Cease looking down your nose at material things. Stop once and for all separating the spirit of God from the flesh and blood of the world. They are one and the same. Someone asked Einstein, what is matter? He said, spirit or energy reduced to the point of visibility. The ancient Hindus 10,000 years ago said matter is spirit reduced to the point of visibility. They said spirit and matter are one. Matter is the lowest degree of spirit and spirit is the highest degree of matter. Every physical act, no matter how base you may consider it, is the living spirit within you animating material form. You are not degraded or demeaned when you scrub a dirty floor or clean stables. If you are condemning anything in this world, you are demoting and depreciating yourself. Good and bad are in your own thoughts and you color everything in the universe by the way you think and feel it. Good and bad are in your own thoughts, guys, and what you believe to be true is true for you. So what you label as good or what you label as bad are in your own thoughts and are not indicative of the world at large. Get that. Do not criticize, condemn, or despise your body or the world. Your body is the temple of the living God. Glorify God in your body. Wow. As a person who is overweight, that just that that really just struck me. The whole wide world is the body of God. The world is the dance of God. The world is the song of God. One of my colleagues, Dr. J. Kennedy Schultz, president of Religious Science International, wrote about the importance of choosing positive thought. Ideas are great when they support life-giving, life-healing concepts as universally available applicable and desirable they are about such things as individual freedom universal peace unconditional love and ever-expanding productivity such ideas give renewed life to one and all 
they are the stuff or substance that has left that has let the human race come to live better and better over the eons of our existence such ideas have been reintroduced and professed anew in every generation by enough individuals to keep human um, life in this world moving forward if ever so slowly in spite of all the ignorance and cruelty that has plagued every age so uh, just a little caveat whoever uh, did uploaded this to Kendall did not proofread so sometimes when you hear me stumble it's because I have to go back and reread it and put in the correct word so I just wanted to say that some again like right here some of these individuals have become the leaders and inspirers not only in their own times but in the generations that followed even to this time among them are moses krishna buddha and jesus they have taught us the way their great message never was centered on themselves but on the higher power which is responsive to us i am with you always the living presence of loving god they lived in different times and countries only in that were they alike and thought is the medium through which we live and relate to the world and to another it is our common creator it is through the medium of our thought that we learn to appreciate life and others let us have our meditation now at the center of your being is peace this is the peace of god in this stillness you feel the strength joy and love of his holy presence realize infinite intelligence leads and guides you in all your ways it's a lamp unto your feet and a light upon your path ride the white horse which is the spirit of god moving in the waters of your mind take your attention away from the problem and dwell upon the reality of the fulfilled desire see the accomplished fact rejoice in it always go to the end and having seen the end you will the means to the realization of the end so that is the end of chapter two we actually made it i didn't want to stop because it was only a few pages left and it wasn't enough for an, an, an sorry an entirely you know new episode um i do want to apologize for all the stumbling i did have to edit more in this video than i normally would because whomever uploaded this to Kindle, um, some of the wording was off and then they put commas in the wrong places. So that's why if you listen, some of my cadence is off because I'm reading it by the commas and the commas in the wrong places. So I apologize if it was difficult to listen to. Um, please forgive me um, for the going forward. I will try to make it a little bit better. Um, because this book, really, whoever uploaded it to Kindle, just did a bad job. They definitely did not edit. So um, I hope you guys got the gist of what this chapter is about with regard to desire. I hope you guys are loving the book as much as I am loving it. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I'm sorry it's a little bit more than 30 minutes. We're going to be just a little bit less than 45 minutes today. Um, but thank you for tuning in anyway. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life, guys. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to me on YouTube at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in my description box for the link to paid surveys, manifesting merchandise, and much more.